Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Happy Friday, everyone. It is Greeny coming through your airwaves on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. Lucky for you, you get not one, but two ladies on a Friday. Shay Cornette and Amber Wilson filling in for Greeny today. And as always, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. And there was some big news, Amber, yesterday, obviously, that shook up the NBA world. We're all getting ready for college football and for the NFL. And NBA's like, excuse me, hold my beer. Let's go. Absolutely. And I don't think that... Here we go! Go! Only one place to start. ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski reports the Cavaliers make a trade with the Jazz to get Donovan Mitchell. So why not strike while the iron's hot? Get a top 10 gore in the league and Donovan Mitchell. Add him to Darius Garland and let's go for it. Let's go. One Place to Start is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. So, Amber, um, I know you were just so juiced there. You had to jump in. I was so in. excited. <laughs> so I excited. In. I forgot about the the first place to start it's okay. imaging so, there. First place to start, obviously. So, yesterday we learned the Cavs are sending Jazz forward, Larry Marketing, rookie wing, Ochai Colin Sexton, three unprotected first-round picks. That's 25, 27, and 29. And then two pick swaps in 2026 in 2028 for Donovan Mitchell. It's a haul. It's a lot to digest, but now we've had 24 hours or so, a little less than that to do so. I want to point out Colin Sexton also has agreed to a four-year $72 million sign-and-trade deal to join the Jazz. We'll be joined later on by Adrian Wojnarowski to kind of break this all down even a little bit further and how it came about and what this means ultimately for the Knicks, who we had been talking about forever being in the running for Donovan Mitchell. But Amber, the floor is yours now. Go ahead, get in there on what you feel about about what this means. Yes. So I, I don't think any of us saw this coming, or at least I didn't, Shay. And maybe we should have, because it makes a lot of sense for the Cleveland Cavaliers. They had a very, very clean cap situation, so they were in a position to be able to do this. They had the young pieces. They had the draft picks. And really hitting on their third overall pick in Mobley last season and seeing the development there. You knew that this team was headed the right direction. It's going to be a very good team, with or without Donovan Mitchell, you were assuming here, over the next few years. But now, of course, you bring in Donovan Mitchell, you bring in that star power. Mitchell's still very young in his own right, but he does bring that vet presence into this locker room to help develop this team more. All of a sudden, the Cleveland Cavaliers could be a force in the East over the next couple years, and that's not really something that I think was in the mix when we were talking about the Knicks trading for Mitchell. It seemed like the Knicks were bidding against themselves, which is why they stopped engaging with Utah, Shea, and I guess they overplayed their hand because apparently they weren't bidding about against themselves. Apparently there was another team in Cleveland that was very interested in getting this deal done. Yeah, I, this I hate that this has become more about the Knicks and it has about the Cavs and who the Cavs are becoming now um, because it's the Knicks. And it, yes, it's a huge miss. And again, we'll get more from Adrian Wojnarowski in just a little bit. But from everything I had heard, Amber and you and I have talked about, quite frankly, over the airwaves, the, the Knicks just wanted too much. I mean, they wanted to give up their core and all their picks. And it was almost like the Jazz obviously knew how much they could have given up and they weren't willing to part with. I don't know if that's good or bad for the long term. We'll get more insight in, into that later. As for the Cavaliers, and you kind of alluded to this, they're going to be good for years to come because they move now from, yeah, a team that was making, would have made the playoffs, has made the playoffs an 8-9 seed, sure, to a 3-4-5 seed. They, they make this trade without having to give up their core identity and their big three. I mean, you've got Darius Garland, you've got Jarrett Allen, who was an all-star last year, and if everyone can stay healthy along with Evan Mobley, who, by the way, is still on a rookie deal, 
you've got yourself a really good team there in Cleveland. And I'll take it one step further in terms of why this is so good for the Cleveland Cavaliers, who just swooped in out of nowhere. None of us saw this coming. Because this is one of those Portland, Milwaukee, I hate to call it a smaller market, but it is. It's not New York and L.A. It's not the Knicks and the Lakers. It's a smaller market, and so that feels even more like a massive win for a team for the longest time. The best player to put on the jersey, obviously, LeBron James, LeBron James. Well, now you've got a young guy in Donovan Mitchell who's going to show up and put on a Cavaliers jersey and automatically steps in as one of the third or fourth best dudes to ever wear it. And that says something for that city and who they can be for a long time. Let's hear some reaction here, and let's start with Stephen A. You know he always gets everyone worked up on a Friday. Let's hear from Stephen A. on his reaction to Donovan Mitchell heading over to the Cleveland Cavaliers. You see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? Every single time, man, something goes wrong. I wanted Donovan Mitchell in New York. I shut my mouth. I didn't say a word. I didn't say a word because I didn't want to blow it. I didn't want to get in the way. You got about seven or eight first-round picks. You got R.J. Barrett. You got Julius Randle. You got Toppin. You got Emmanuel quickly. And you still couldn't get Donovan Mitchell. You still couldn't get him. So once again, we're going to go into another season. And the New York Knicks are devoid of a star. They're somewhere other than in a New York Knicks uniform. See, this is what I'm trying to say. (laughs) They make me sick. Nothing ever gets done in New York with the Knicks. Nothing. (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) I'm be cool. I just... It just never ends with the Knicks. It just never freaking ends. Okay, so I think we can all feel the pain of Stephen A. Maybe you're, unless you're like a Patriots fan who have never felt heartache, heartache, like me as a Bears fan or Bulls fan who have now been through it the last few years, like I understand the heartbreak. But again, the Knicks wanted to, or I'm sorry, the Jazz wanted too much from the Knicks, and maybe that's why they couldn't ultimately get the deal done. But at the end of the day, Amber, more suffering. Let's hear one more side of this in terms of the Knicks uh, situation. Jeff Van Gundy was on KJM this morning. He's our ESPN NBA analyst, obviously coached in the league for a long time, and, and said, how surprised are you that Mitchell didn't end up in New York and instead now is in Cleveland? Here's Van Gundy. I was surprised. Uh, I thought they were uh, great trade partners and Mitchell wanted to be uh, in New York. And so I'm surprised it didn't get done. Listen, the Knicks need a best player, a great player to start building their franchise back up to where they want to go. You don't get there with pretty good players. You get there with star players. And Donovan Mitchell, I think, is a definite top 25 player in the league. And so I'm surprised he's not in New York. Yeah, I think we're all surprised, right? He's not in New York. Last one, Amber, and then you'll jump in here, obviously, because I feel like a lot of people are talking right now. Let's go to Woj, our ESPN NBA insider on the Woj pod. Again, we'll hear from him in just a little bit. But here he is on an explanation in terms of what happened with the Knicks deal and why the Cavs were able to get it done. Utah wanted R.J. Barrett, Quentin Grimes, and three first-round picks from New York. That would have been two unprotected and a perhaps a protected up to top five protected pick. But the Knicks did not want to put Grimes in a deal. They were willing to do Emmanuel quickly. And with Emmanuel quickly, Utah's ask was three unprotected picks. They valued Grimes more than quickly. And essentially, New York said, we'll do quickly and R.J., but we want two unprotected picks and a protected third. We essentially want... What you want for Grimes, we want to put quickly in that deal. And that was the end. Utah's ask came down on Sunday night, I was told. 
Okay, and so that was the end of it. Again, it was too much. Knicks weren't willing to wheel and deal, and so here we are. Greeny is presented by Progressive Insurance. If you're a renter, make sure you're protected. Renter's insurance includes options that cover stolen property, personal injury, and living expenses if your place is damaged. Quote renter's insurance at Progressive.com. Uh, are you upset with the Knicks, Amber, this morning, or are you more happy for the Cavs? Where do you stand? Uh, I don't. Yeah, I, I listen. I think that Knicks fans are going to be disappointed how quickly we've forgotten about the Jalen Brunson deal. Right? We just heard Stephen A. going off about how the Knicks never do anything or get anything done, and it seems like they did actually get something done this off season. And I understood their trepidation there, not wanting to move. Well, apparently R.J. Barrett was part of those deals, but if they're moving R.J. Barrett in a deal, they didn't want to necessarily include three unprotected picks. Again, it seemed like, Shay, the Knicks were bidding against themselves. So at some point, it seemed like they said, you know what, enough's enough. And then enter the Cleveland Cavaliers because Utah ended up getting their three picks that they wanted that apparently New York wasn't willing to part with. What's interesting, though, about the Cleveland perspective that I think maybe is why people weren't seeing the Cavs coming. Yes, this is a good young team. Yes, this team just immediately got better with Donovan Mitchell. Yes, they were in a position to do this, Shay, with the cap. But what's interesting is although Allen and Garland and Mobley are locked up for a long time because of this trade. Mitchell is ineligible now for the Supermax extension. So the Cavs are going to face a difficult decision in that final year of his contact in 2024-25. They'd either have to trade him with limited leverage to recoup value or risk him leaving outright in free agency. You mentioned that market, not necessarily a free agent market in terms of destination. So they're taking a bit of a risk here at the Cavs that they could eventually in just a few years here, lose Donovan Mitchell for a whole lot of nothing. And so then the question comes down to, are they good enough right now to actually win anything during this window with Mitchell? Because they may not have him by 2025. Well, and that's what why the, the East is so interesting. Like last year, it was all about the West, right? And how good the West was. Like the East is, is coming up on it too. Like obviously, I know you're a Heat fan and then the Celtics. And it feels like as a Bulls fan, that's what I am. Like everyone in the East seems to keep getting better. And yet my Bulls are just staying pat and like think if everyone's healthy, they can just be right back in this thing. But I, it obviously, anytime there's trades like this on either side, it makes you think about the whole trajectory of the entire uh, league, really, quite frankly. The Cavs were in the zone last night. In the zone is brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. If you're wondering why Amber and I are in college shirts, and we're clearly not still in college, let me explain to you. Today is the 18th annual College Colors Day. We'll be celebrating by college fans across the country to signify the unofficial kickoff of the college football season, which of course means we're rocking our alma mater's colors. I got Indiana going. You got Florida going over there, Amber. Use the hashtag College Colors Days on social media to rep your college colors and share in on the excitement. So when you said we're obviously not college. You meant just because we're sitting here doing this job, right? Not, uh, yeah, not all of the above. And because we're both mothers, and you know, we're you know trying to keep ourselves. But we useful. look like we could be in college. <laughs> but we look like we could be. Yeah. Now, don't underestimate us. We could come in for a good time now and then. But I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You know, this this isn't like I'm wearing this to Friday class. Is all I'm pointing all I'm pointing out to the to the listeners here. Um, all right, coming up here on Greeny, will the Broncos regret their extension for Russell Wilson before he even took a snap for the franchise? We'll talk about it next. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. Greeny, the podcast.
Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Speaking news, the Broncos and Russell Wilson. Five years, $245 million extension. Yeah, but how much is the guarantee? Buck 65. They're recorrecting the market. Lamar will come in around $200 million fully guaranteed. I'll tell you what, every day the Ravens keep waiting to pay Lamar Jackson. The price tag just keeps going up and up and up. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on ESPN Plus. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Shea Cornette, Amber Wilson filling in for Greeny on a Friday, and it is Campus Colors Day. So we are rocking our alma maters. I got Indiana going, she's got Florida going, and man, do I wish I was like going to Friday class, and then it was a solid weekend from here on out on our campus. But you know what, Amber? One can dream, right? Um, be a part of Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper call online. Call us 888-SAY-ESPN 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice cold Dr. Pepper. The one fans deserve. So Jeremy Fowler is our ESPN NFL insider and he's joining us right now here on Greeny. And Jeremy, obviously we heard the sound coming in about the Denver Broncos and them already giving Russell Wilson a contract extension before he even takes a regular season snap for the Denver Broncos. And so why? Why the decision to do this right now before the start of a regular season when we haven't even really gotten used to the fact that he's in a Broncos uniform? Yeah, Shay, the feeling is that this deal was probably done six months ago when they made the trade for Russell Wilson. It wasn't done in the literal sense because they still had to negotiate, but there was a feeling or a stipulation that, like, okay, we're going to have to take care of Russell uh, eventually as part of this trade. And Seattle uh, wasn't really prepared to pay this kind of money uh, for Russell. They, they knew they wanted to rebuild their roster and kind of start fresh, and there was already some, some discord some philosophical differences between Russell and Seattle. So when they moved on, you know, Denver probably looked at their roster from uh, the last seven years of quarterbacks uh, shuffling in and out of Denver, and they said, We're, we'll be glad to pay uh, that $49 million a year. 
Jeremy, the deal now, even if it was done six months ago, at least is news to us in terms of the price tag. $245 million over the five. That's $165 million guaranteed. What has been the reaction around the league when it comes to the actual numbers in this deal? You know, I would say that the, the reviews are mixed, as we like to say with movies. Like There, there is a feeling of, okay, it's a, it's a huge number. He's right there under Aaron Rodgers and per year average. That's pretty good for a guy who is an elite quarterback, but most agree that he's not as good as Aaron Rodgers or, or Patrick Mahomes or, you know, he's probably not in that top two to three. So that puts him in good company. The cash flow, he gets a lot year one and two. I mean, I think like he's $124 million that's, quote, fully guaranteed. Like he gets that pretty much up front, including a $50 million signing bonus. So, all is good. The only real critique is that the guaranteed money, the percentage of guaranteed money is like 60-something percent. And so some people are, are concerned because it's like, okay, Sean Watson does a fully guaranteed deal, 100% guaranteed. Kirk Cousins' contracts have been 100% guaranteed. Why, if you're Russell Wilson, can't you get that? Uh, but it's, it's a little more complicated than that because, you know, when I tell the people around the league, they really feel like the only true way to get a fully guaranteed contract as a quarterback is to get the free agency. And that's what Kirk Cousins did, and that's essentially what Deshaun Watson did because he had uh, several teams bidding for his services via trade. Where uh, Russell Wilson is a little bit different. He's got two years left on his contract, and uh, there really wasn't the same kind of bidding war. He wanted to go to Denver. It was understood that, hey, let's do something that we're both comfortable with but still gives the team some flexibility. So all that said, I would say it's mostly good, but there there are some uh, – you know, detractors, people that, that really think it's a bad deal, too. Okay, talking to Jeremy Fowler right now. He's our ESPN NFL insider joining us here on Greeny. Shay Cornette, Amber Wilson filling in for Greeny this morning. Uh, just really quick, just to, what I said when before we welcomed you in, Jeremy, in terms of every day that passes, this is affecting Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, and I truly think that. Now, obviously, this is a very different situation with Russell Wilson, and it's kind of comparing apples to oranges, but the money just keeps going up and up and up for these quarterbacks, and so does yeah. the guaranteed money, I think, and that's the point. And so at this point, as we inch closer and closer to the start of the season, where does that leave Lamar Jackson and the Ravens? Well, it leaves them in the same place they've been at, which is with a gap. You know, um, the people I'm talking to are still skeptical uh, that a deal gets done. And, you know, the Ravens have tried. Like in the last month or so, uh, they've been making an effort. Yeah, they've got him in a stratosphere that will make him, you know, one of the highest-paid quarterbacks on a per-year average. But I-, I continue to hear that the Deshaun Watson deal complicates matters for Jackson and the Ravens. I don't know if Lamar wants exactly Deshaun's deal, but, you know, the guarantees need to be good. And, uh, you know, the Ravens just haven't been willing to get there yet, even though they're trying. And so there's a gap that maybe they can bridge in the next week. Uh, but it, it's been looking like this is going to be more a two-year standoff. You know, you got wow. him playing the last year of his contract and then the franchise tag. Mm-hmm. Jeremy, I believe you heard an exec say Dak Prescott for MVP. I don't know if that exec was Jerry Jones himself, but how concerned (laughs) are you about this Cowboys team? Obviously, there's new pieces. Dak is out here saying, you know, keep sleeping on us and all of that good stuff. Where are your concerns, though, with Dallas? Well, the the MVP candidacy that that was kind of floated to me comes more from how much he has to overcome. You know, no left tackle. Uh, questions about Zeke's explosiveness at this stage, missing two key wide receivers. So it's like, okay, if Dak can overcome a lot of that and keep them competitive on the offensive side, it might be his best work, you know. 
Um, so that, that could be sort of a talking point for him in that sort of conversation. Uh, but, you know, it's, it, it's, it's weird with Dallas because, like, some teams I talked to are concerned about their offensive uh, roster just given the injuries and some of those things, but they still have enough to win. And, you know, like Philly is sort of the trendy pick in the NFC East, but, you know, Dallas still has uh, probably the best defense among that, that division. And, uh, you know, they, they have a, a top-ten quarterback with some weapons around them. Like, they should be able to make it work. Talking to Jeremy Fowler right now, our ESPN NFL insider. He's joining us here on Greeny on ESPN Radio. Uh, let's go to San Francisco now. Uh, you know, last week, this week, we've been talking about Jimmy Garoppolo now staying with the Niners, staying put there in San Fran. Trey Lance says that he's happy to have him back. I'm sure he is because there is some good insurance and a nice, thick quarterback room there now in San Francisco. What is their relationship like, those two, Trey Lance and Jimmy G? As far as I know, it's solid. I don't think there's any sort of tension. Um, really, this is a straight-up business move for San Francisco where they feel like, okay, we get a really good number two quarterback insurance for Trey Lance, but it's insurance. Most insurance is you don't expect to use it. Um, and so, you know, it really speaks to Jimmy Garoppolo uh, even though he's a big name, not necessarily being a hot commodity on the quarterback market, you know, I think it's sort of a reflection of, of where he's at as a player. Certainly can be a starter and start games where he can help you win, but he, he's not, he wasn't really a coveted asset in all this. And the 49ers didn't have a lot of leverage, so they just figured, okay, well, let's do what's best for both of us here and get through the year. Uh, knowing that we can trade you, uh, you can waive your no trade clause if something else develops around the league in the next, you know, say two months. And, you know, they gave up three first-round picks to get Trey Lance. They're not trying to replace them right now. They're going to ride this out, yeah. um, knowing they have a really good backup in place. Jeremy Fowler, ESPN NFL Insider, joining us here on Greeny. Shea Cornette and Amber Wilson filling in for Mike Greenberg. So NFL Insider, but I want to deviate from the NFL with you for just a second, <laughs> Jeremy, because you and I were both at Florida right around the same time. Big game for yeah. our Florida Gators this weekend against the seventh-ranked Utah Utes. Uh, what do you make of our Gators? Are you yeah. excited about this season? <laughs> you know, uh, my excitement just stems from city of Gainesville and like, you know, hoping that the swamp is rocking again. I really, I guess because I'm numb to things now because I'm a football reporter, so I don't really root for wins and losses, but I do root for good stories. So, you know, Florida, after some lean years, if they can get it going again a little bit, um, feel good about themselves, have the, have the swamp rocking, I think that'd be a great story. Is it chomp chomp, guys? Am I saying it right? Chomp chomp, right? That's what you guys did for four years? Chomp chomp. I, we're still, I, we're still chomping. I can't, I, I can't see what you're doing with your hands right now, but... I'm, I'm curious if it's correct. I hope I didn't mess yeah, it up. Did. I think I did it right, like an alligator. Yeah, chop, chop. All right. There you go. Uh, Jeremy. I'm, I'm sure it's great for <laughs> Thank you. Jeremy, thanks for the time, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. That's, hey, thanks, Shay. Thanks, Amber. Have a good one. See you. That's Jeremy Fowler, ESPN NFL insider, giving us uh, not only some nice little insight about uh, about good old Gainesville, but also about the NFL. What makes AutoZone America's number one battery destination? Because they offer free battery testing and charging and reliable replacement batteries starting at just seventy nine ninety nine, And they've always got your battery solution. Get in the zone. AutoZone. 
if Dan Lennon can find a way to knock off number three Georgia to start this season, that would be a great start, not just for Oregon, but for the Pac-12. I think Dan Lanning is one of the bright young coaches in the country, but I, I just don't like the odds in the first game, but I don't think it's going to be enough to really make Georgia an elite team this year. I still think they're better than Oregon. With Mario Cristobal coaching, maybe, but not Dan Lanning. Oh, if you forgot, Georgia is the reigning national champ in college football, and they're going to kick off this season on Saturday against number 11, Oregon. They come into this year ranked number three in the country. It's basically a home game for those Bulldogs. They'll be in Atlanta. That game is at 3.30 p.m. Eastern on ABC and right here on ESPN Radio. And that's obviously not the only highlight of this upcoming weekend. Week one in college football really started off yesterday with a bang. We had a Big Ten and an ACC, well, ACC Big 12 tilt in the backyard brawl. Um Pitt winning that one by a touchdown. And so it feels like we are off and running in college football season. Amber, what game are you circling on your calendar this weekend? Well, I am circling that Oregon-Georgia game because I think that we're talking about two teams, Shay, that have a lot of question marks. I mean, I realize with Georgia, we learned that Stetson Bennett can get it done and that offense is going to look largely like it did when it won a national championship last season. But we've never seen a team lose 15 players to the NFL draft and then repeat. And it's already hard enough to repeat if your name's not Nick Saban, right? So it's a tall ask for that Georgia team. And then Oregon has a lot of questions, too. I don't know what that team's going to look like after the departure of Mario Cristobal, who, of course, is now the coach at Miami. I think that this is going to be a matchup that determines a lot and sort of reveals setting the tone for the rest of the season. Yeah, so the game I'm looking for is um, Notre Dame and Ohio State. And the other day I was on radio with Matt Jones and he was somehow calling me a homer, even though I'm clearly wearing Indiana. I went to IU. I am not a Notre Dame. My husband went to Notre Dame. And it's so close, though. It's, you know, it doesn't you, matter. You grew up around Chicago. It's, Stop it's it. very, you know, it, it, the association is there. I see what Matt was doing. Do you, okay, so are you a Florida State fan? Like, what the heck does that oh, mean? Come on. Like, that come was. On. I mean, that was insulting. <laughs> she's, she's like ready to leave. Um, no, I am not a homer. This is just very intriguing to me. First of all, the Marcus Freeman hire made instantly Notre Dame likable. Okay, I don't care what anybody says. If you hated Notre Dame, you hate them a little less now that Marcus Freeman is the head coach. Okay, that is just a fact. However, Marcus Freeman gave up a big lead in their bowl game and then ultimately landed in a loss. And so now if he's going to come out in their first game of the season, which sometimes these big programs get these cute little cupcake games and it's like, no, no, name, no, uh, you get the big boys and the Buckeyes week one. And you're, uh, I think, 17 and a half point underdogs in this one with a new starting quarterback. It's not going to be easy, but it, but here's what I'll say. If somehow Marcus Freeman and these Notre Dame Fighting Irish find a way to pull this off, again, with a new quarterback, essentially a new head coach, they figure this, he's instantly a legend, and we instantly forget about Brian Kelly and all the problems that they've had in big games over the last decade or so. Am I right, Amber? Is this true? C.J. Stroud, the Heisman favorite. I mean, if they find a way to dismantle this Buckeyes team, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying if they find a way... It would make me feel good because I feel Notre Dame being good in college football and this game being competitive into the fourth quarter is only good for week one college football fans. Are you going to call me a homer, Amber? If Notre Dame makes you feel good winning anything, then yes, you are in fact a Notre Dame fan. stop it!
What? Because everybody else hates Notre Dame, right? And that's <sighs> the glory of Notre Dame. I do think that you're right, though. Marcus Freeman, incredibly likable. And I think it'll be really fun to watch him put his own stamp on this program. Ohio State has some questions. That wasn't a championship caliber defense that we watched last season. They do now have a new coordinator, of course, at that position. But you mentioned CJ C- C- Stroud. I mean, he's on the odds on favorite to win the Heisman this year. We'll see if they can live up to the hype for Ohio State. This is a really good game. This is one of those games, Shay, though, where I have mixed feelings. I'm like, do I want this week one? I feel like I don't want this week one because I feel like what, how, whatever the result of this is, isn't going. It's it's too soon. Like we're, we're almost getting it too early and these teams aren't going to be fully ready or developed. So I don't know how much it's really going to tell us. This is such a huge matchup. I'd almost rather have it at the end of this. Yeah, season. I hear you on that. Like it smells like it should be closer to the college football playoff, but whatever. Um, on the other side of that, I obviously mentioned Brian Kelly. And, and so the LSU Tigers are going to go up against Florida State. Now, it's a big matchup in terms of brand names. It's not, in my opinion, in terms of talent. LSU stunk last year. Florida State is overcoming some obstacles. Um, and, and I think there's a little bit more pressure on Brian Kelly, given all that has gone on this offseason. And I don't need to go through the details. Um than there should be because LSU, the cover's essentially bare there. And while there's expectations because it's in the big bad SEC and it just means more, it might take Brian Kelly a year or two to get this thing on track. So that, that I want to say is an interesting game, but it shouldn't be because I feel like these are two teams still trying to figure out their identity and move forward. Um, just to keep it on the negative realm here, one more, Amber. Uh, it, this <laughs> just week, stay just, let's just stay negative. Um, this weekend, also, Nebraska has to play a game. Now, nor, nor, Nebraska struggled in week zero against Northwestern uh, over in Ireland, in Dublin, because of an onside kick that shouldn't have been kicked, letting go of a lead. And here we are talking about Scott Frost and his seat being hot yet again. Now, lucky for Scott Frost, he gets, uh, what do you call it, a cupcake this week and next week. He's playing North Dakota this week, and that's no disrespect against North Dakota, but Nebraska should be able at home to handle them. Now, again, he was just overseas. Is there jet lag? Is there a little bit of hangover? Over, over the controversy and the way that you lost Northwestern week one. I don't know. But if this game is not some sort of a blowout, I'm not kidding. We're going to be talking about Scott Frost losing his job before week two even comes around. And that's a major problem. I mean, I think we've already been talking about that, right? I mean, we were essentially talking about that after week zero. It's remarkable what's happened there with Scott Frost. I honestly have a really hard time explaining it. I have a hard time explaining their recruiting issues in Nebraska as well. I thought Scott Frost was great when he was at UCF. It's really hard to sort of figure out what's happened to that program and if they have jet lag Shay against North Dakota State no just North Dakota I mean North Dakota yep that didn't really make old, it much better well the I gotta reason be why you, I said I corrected you better. is because North Dakota State actually like I mean Carson Wentz Trey Lance like Trey Lance I've right. got Trey Lance on my mind exactly That's why I went North Dakota State I feel like that actually would have been better yes if they have jet lag against North Dakota then we all should be talking about Scott Frost at this point losing his job yeah it, it's, it's not gonna happen but we'll be talking about it it's it's a problem again college football Balls back. Tune in tomorrow. Number three, Georgia Battles. Number 11, Oregon, presented by Dr. Pepper. Coverage begins at 3 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Back to that matchup. We talked about the Georgia side of things, the Oregon side of things. Um, and I also know Utah's going to go up against your Florida Gators. This is a big opportunity for the Pac-12. Um, it feels like the Pac-12 is like the forgotten child, essentially, here in these Power Five conferences. And if they can come out and have a big week one and an opportunity, because they don't get a ton of them, and we know the time changes, and 
who could stay up late watching these Pac-12? Okay, here's your opportunity. Because if you go out week one and you get blown out by the likes of Georgia and Florida... What else is there to talk about? Well, yet again, you're going to be on the outside looking in of the college football playoff. So you better be ready to go here in week one because the Pac-12 isn't going to get this kind of opportunity later on in the season. And so this, to me, is something else that people should be paying attention to. The Big 12 is kind of in those same waters. So the Oklahoma and Texas are going to keep them afloat, obviously, for the next year or two. But then last night, (laughs) right, last night, obviously, West Virginia, you know, can't get it done against Pitt. Not that they were favored, but yet still. And so these two conferences, when when the spotlight is on you in these big games, you got to show up and figure it out. So we will. Um, all right. Coming up here on Greeny, Lamar Jackson uh, tweeted about Russell Wilson's contract. I don't know. I don't know if Amber and I are old. Like I joked about us wanting to be in, uh, like on a college Friday with our college sweatshirts on. I can't under I don't I don't know what he means, Amber, in these tweets. I don't know. So maybe if someone under 30 understands it, they could call us and help us out. We'll talk about it next. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. Greeny, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Amber Wilson, who sings the song being played right now? Do you know? Take you back. Put, oh man! Come on, I, you girl. Were putting me on the spot. I know, I know. I totally am putting you on the spot. This is just this is just us showing our age, though. Uh, CeeLo Green is the answer, and, oh, right. and of course, <laughs> the I reason know that yes. But I feel like we haven't said CeeLo Green in like years. You know no. what I mean? It's not top of mind. The only reason I know this is because I used to listen to this song on repeat. If my husband is at all listening to this radio broadcast, he's like, "Of course you did." <laughs> this song is crazy. <laughs> oh, anyways, welcome into Greeny, Shay Cornette, Amber Wilson filling in right now for Greeny on ESPN Radio. On ESPN Plus, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Tune into an NL West battle tomorrow night. Dodgers host the Padres, presented by Progressive Insurance. Coverage begins at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, right here on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Okay, so I joked about our age, but like, really, there are not many things in life that make me feel like, shoot, I wish I had the brain of like a 25-year-old. But when Lamar Jackson tweeted yesterday, I was like, ah, I need someone to help me tell me what this means. Um, So essentially, obviously, we're all waiting to see, Amber, what happens with the Ravens and Lamar and them coming to a contract decision because time is of the essence. We're creeping closer and closer to the start of the season and yet still we don't have a contract deal done for Lamar Jackson who's in the final year of his rookie deal, that fifth year option. 
Will they franchise tag him? Give it another year window. Jeremy Fowler just told us, you know, moments ago that that is what it is looking like. In the meantime, he's kind of Kevin Duranting a little bit to me, which I don't like, but throwing things out on social media that's making us all second guess and wonder. And so yesterday, this was the latest one. Obviously, we talked about the Broncos giving Russell Wilson a five-year, $240 million extension, including $165 million guaranteed. That was the news that was posted by the NFL. Well, then Marlon Humphrey quote tweeted that and wrote Walmart money different exclamation point. Owners of the Broncos, also owners of Walmart, but yet still Walmart money different, different than how. And then Lamar Jackson quote tweeted that and said, I swear with the crying that, well, laughing hold on. emoji. I can't even I can't, I'm impressed that you figured out that says I swear. Yeah, it's it's like I swear with no r all one word with the crying <laughs> laughing emoji. I am just going to assume Googling, it means I swear. I came into work this morning and I'm asking our producer Bubba. I'm like, "What does I S W E A mean?" <laughs> like I think it's one of those things, you know, where it's yeah, like right, like I-L-Y, I C Y M I or something. Yes, yeah, all right. that stuff, you know. So I'm thinking it's one of those and he's like, "I'm pretty sure it says I swear, but they he just didn't put the r and for some reason Put a laughing face emoji. Bubba wasn't really able to unpack it either. I, I guess if you're north of 25, this is going to be very difficult to decipher, Shay. But it seems like what's being said here is that Marlon Humphrey is saying that Walmart money hit different in reference to the fact that Russ got 245 overall. Like the, but they must really be talking about the overall price of this contract. And Lamar is saying, I swear. And what I wonder is, Lamar's obviously agreeing with Marlon Humphrey here. Does this mean that the Ravens have haven't even offered Lamar like this sort of thing because we're talking about 165 million guaranteed you know we're not talking about 230 million guaranteed for Deshaun Watson so I was a little surprised by Lamar's reaction where it seems like he's saying like yeah this is like this is crazy money and yet this seems like a deal that you could hand to Lamar tomorrow and it would feel pretty reasonable for both sides. Yeah, I agree. And look, I have a journalism degree. Breaking down tweets and trying to guess what they mean coming from sources is like not part of that degree. I don't know how to do it. But what I do probably know... Probably is now if we were in school right, right now. Yeah, you're probably right. What I do know now, though, is that when someone continuously is posting similar messages or whatever it is on social media, you know, like we all have a friend who probably posts too many quotes you know, about relationships or inspirational and like they're going through something. You're like, yeah, they're clearly going through something. They keep post or so, you know, person who keeps posting selfies as they're trying to show you they look good, whatever. Like Lamar is now becoming that guy who continuously is posting about other people's money. And so he's trying to send a message not only to us, but obviously also to the org- uh, the organization of the Ravens and the fact of like sending the record straight, like I haven't been offered what I want to be offered. And that is kind of the message I think we're all getting here now after a couple of different posts in his kind of sarcastic ways I need to figure out what the, exactly it means. But I think this is ultimately what it means. You know what I mean, Amber? And so... Jeremy Fowler telling us this might be a two-year situation. That feels far too long for uh, for a talent like Lamar Jackson. And I'm hoping over the next week that we're going to have adults sit down and be like, okay, the social media back and forth needs to stop. What do you want? Here's what we're willing... Like, let's come to the party here together because we need to put this all aside and move forward with trying to go win a championship in the National Football League. Like, this back and forth on social media, why? What, what, what for? Normally, I'm so with you. Except 
up for, we saw that, frankly, it ended up being an effective strategy for Kyler Murray. But Kyler Murray right. was a had, was represented by an agent. Lamar Jackson isn't represented by anybody. He's handling this himself and I think with the aid of his mother. And so because of that, Shay, this has been unusually quiet over the last year. Like we have, even throughout this offseason and this preseason, we've heard so little about what Lamar actually wants. We're all guessing he wants Deshaun Watson guaranteed type money, but none of us really have any idea because he's made so few comments. Typically, I think when an agent's involved, you know, you get some leaks to the media here and there. They're help advocating for their client that way. We haven't gotten any of that because it's Lamar talking directly to the front office and nobody else is involved. And so this gives us some transparency. I'm actually glad that Lamar is giving us the social media nuggets of late because I'm like, at least now, like we have some sort of direction. A fan tweeted to him recently that he turned down $250 million guaranteed or whatever it was. And Lamar wrote back, that's not true. Mm-hmm. Because obviously, that's what I mean. if they had offered him $250 million guaranteed, he would have taken it. So it's given us like some snippets into what he wants. It feels like the guaranteed money is the sticking point here. Yeah. Okay. So we have agents, right? In our business, like our side of things, we have agents too. And normally the agents are there to kind of be the buffer between the emotional side of things, the money side of things. Like they're the middleman. So you don't get so emotionally attached to certain things and you're not directly talking to your boss about stuff that makes you feel emotional. And when you don't have that and you're a guy like Lamar, and look, I don't I don't think every professional athlete, especially if they're on the older end, necessarily needs an agent. Sometimes that's money you can collect yourself and handle, if especially if you've been in this a, a time or two. But the situation Lamar's in is rare. He's young. He's going to make a boatload of money. And I think this is actually a scenario where an agent obviously would be beneficial because of that exact reason. It's emotional for him, right? Like It's emotional and there's so many different ways to structure this kind of contract at that position with exactly. that kind of money. Exactly. And so hopefully this gets resolved in the next week or so. Otherwise, we're going to be talking about this like we did with Dak Prescott for a long time. Speaking of Dak Prescott, he has a message for people that are doubting the Cowboys. And we're going to play it for you and you're going to hear it next. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Plus. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.